Welcome to the debut podcast of theweeklydriver.com. My name is James Rea, and I am the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com. It's been around since 2004. I also write a weekly Sunday column for Bay Area News Group, auto review column. It's in the San Jose Mercury and the East Bay Times. My co-host is Bruce Aldrich, a longtime car enthusiast. Uh, we've been on a lot of car functions together and traveled together, and Bruce has rebuilt uh, his share of cars, and he's also a really good videographer and photographer, and we've, um, we're working on this new podcast together to see where it goes, and no better place to start than uh, our recent trip to Classic Car Week, sometimes known as Monterey Auto Week, and it's actually about 30 events that go over 10 days, and we were fortunate enough to take in four different shows. We took in the Meekum Car Auction, a little car auction in Pacific Grove, uh, a private event called uh, pres- uh, the Concord and Cocktails at the Preserve in the Santa Lucia Mountains, and we also took in the Quail, which is a you know one of the most prestigious shows down there. So, Bruce, um, where do you want to start? Hi, James. Good to be here. Uh, looking forward to this podcast, and boy, we had a great time down there in Monterey, and I think that the most interesting show actually was a free one down there, and it was the, the called the Small Car. Yeah, the little, the little Car the Show, little car. It, that's right, in Pacific Grove, and um, it's uh, I think it's originally started where cars were, you know, 2,000 cc or smaller, but it seems to have expanded, but yeah, free show, if people have never been to a Classic Car Week, it's great, you drive down there, park your car on a side street, get a cup of coffee, and it's maybe from a 10 to 4, 11 to 5, something like that. And you talk to car owners, and um, whether they have a Toyota Corolla or they have a one-of-a-kind, they're all very passionate, and they love to talk about their cars. And The Isle of Man had many small cars, like like the manufacturer Peel, P-E-E-L. Uh, not much of a car, actually, but uh, they're interesting and they're funny. <laughs> they were funny, yes. Um what else did we see there? We saw a couple of years ago, I remember seeing the first time I ever saw Kaiser Darren, which I think is still one of my favorite cars, was either at the Concord on the Avenue or at the little car show in, in Pacific Grove. But sometimes these uh, cars come up and you talk to the owner and maybe the guy says, well, they made 100 of them or 200 of them. And gee, I looked for 10 years for this car and my, my wife hates it, but I love it. And, or, and I found it on Craigslist or I found it somewhere over here. It shipped it from another country, whatever it might be. But I think that's one of the beauties of that car show. Number one, it's free. And, and number two, you see these cars that, that you probably will never see again. Or maybe they'll invite them back n- next year. But there were a lot of interesting cars um, at, at the free car show, um, the little car show. I think it was the seventh or eighth, eighth year of that show. So we took in that for a few hours. And then we, we went to, the next day, we went to uh, the Meekums Car Auctions, which was just, you know, phenomenal um, it lasted for four days. I think they were going to sell 600 cars in four days. So you, you go, and, and it was at the um, uh, Del Monte Golf Course, and you pay $30 a day, and you get to watch the auctions. You can go up and down the rows of cars and look at the cars that were there and the cars that didn't sell, the cars that were undervalued or overvalued. And it was just a, a, a really, I think as the, the public relations guy explained it, it's, it's kind of the rock concert of, of car auctions. It's unpretentious. And you, you just, again, you get to talk with the car owners if their cars are out in the field, if they're around. Or you watch the four auctioneers just talk so fast. I can never 
imagine people tell me I talk fast, but these guys were rattling it off so fast. And again, a, a, a car sold, or at least a car attempted to be sold every two minutes. There was the hustle bustle inside. If right. you're a buyer, it, it's sort of a high stress, loud, yes. extravagant type setting like Las Vegas or something. And then outdoor, uh, there's no, really nobody around except other car enthusiasts. Uh, you could walk right up to the vehicles. Some people were opening doors. Um, so that was really nice. It's really calm outside, and it's uh, kind of unique to be able to. You had people, you could crawl under the cars if you wanted to. Pretty much. Yeah, I wondered if uh, one thing we, we saw is that maybe there were, well, at least 100 cars that didn't meet the reserve of what, what was the, the initial price. And I wondered if that was an unusual event for this year, if if over the last five years more cars have sold, or if this was a, a, an ordinary thing where some of those cars just don't, uh, there's no bidders or there, there are not very many bidders, and then they go back and they the, the, a bidder, a potential buyer could go talk to the owner privately on the internet, and, and they, they had a place that I think they would negotiate for you, uh, a second chance, if you will, and of course the owner can make up his mind or her mind if they want to sell the car, but that there were some pretty nice cars there that just didn't meet the reserve of from maybe maybe a, one car would be five thousand or there would be a fifty thousand and all in between, but I think it was uh, it was interesting to see the some of the cars that had uh, a, a former owner who was famous a, a, a Steve McQueen motorcycle or uh, the Jay Giles band had f four or five cars some of which were pretty damaged. Joe Montana. Joe, Joe Montana. He, he had a five sixty SL there. Yeah. What about the motorcycles? What that. I'm not a motorcycle guy, but you knew about They're some of those. They're old dirt bikes, uh, Bull Tacos, Husqvarna's, yeah. uh, like they, Steve McQueen's old bikes, and who was, there were some other uh, luminaries that... Uh, Maybe a rock star you and I had never yeah, heard of. <laughs> but uh, they were selling for seven, eight, ten thousand dollars $10,000, and normally these bikes would be, I don't know, I would assume under $1,000. I think that, that uh, the... Meekum Auctions was another example of people, maybe people think of, a, you know, Monterey Auto Week as, you know, uh, a very um, snooty place to go with the Concorde Elegance and, and it's the high price tickets and, and you can't even get close to the cars. But whether it's the little car show in Pacific Grove or, or Meekum's Auction, one is free, one costs $30. And I think if you just decide, if a person decided to go with their family or a friend for for two days, you could you could see everything you'd want in, in two days, and you could spend all of thirty dollars. The the golf course has a, a nice uh, pro shop where there was a, a nice little restaurant next door, and, and the event itself was selling food that was reasonably priced. And so it would be a great first experience to see what this the whole Monterey Peninsula. I mean, you, you could you could go there and not go to any shows and see cars driving around all the you different cities. You could see it all there. <laughs> I, I think there was free in and out, right? Yes. You could go home for lunch and come back again if That's you wanted right. to. That's right. So those those were two really good examples of what I would suggest uh, if somebody didn't want to spend. I think, well, one of the events we'll, we'll talk about also was a very expensive event, but we also were invited um, the next day. We, we were fortunate enough to uh, be hosted uh, by... Um, a public relations friend, and we stayed up in the San Lucia Mountains at the at the preserve, which uh, I didn't, in all honesty, I didn't even know it existed. And I've been going to the Monterey Peninsula for more than 30 years. And since we were staying there, we were invited to uh, her event, which she founded seven or eight years ago, and it's called a Concourse of Cocktails. And it was a show, there were about 200 people there in this beautiful outdoor setting on, on a nice lawn, and they had a nice dinner, buffet dinner. And there were about I don't know, three dozen cars, anything from 
one of our favorites, which was a 1955 um, F100 uh, pickup truck with a V8. And also we saw a brand new 2017 Rolls-Royce Dawn, a brand new Rolls-Royce with dark blue interior and a very bright uh, orange interior. So you had this juxtaposition of a, a classic American iconic truck and uh, off the charts, over the top, off the hook, whatever you want to say. Uh, Rolls-Royce, I think it was about four hundred and fifty dollars or $500,000 car. So that was a really neat event to, to experience, to see people, again, only three dozen cars, but a lot of nice people with passion about their cars. Well, I thought we were going to talk about the cocktails. But oh, the cocktails were great. go back to just the position, uh, <laughs> automobiles, yes. The, probably that 55 Ford V8 truck was probably the number one vehicle that everybody wanted to talk to the owner. Everybody wanted to see it. It was it was America. It was America. The, the owner was a really nice man named Bob Kavner. His name is Bob Kavner, and he retired uh, Silicon Valley executive, and he just was a very personable guy and told us a lot about the car. And he, I've written a review, by the way, of the vehicle, and it's on theweeklydriver.com if you want to check it out. But he told us that, um, you know, he bought the car from the original owner's son in, in Chicago, and, and he always liked it. He also had a 1925 Ford uh, TT, uh, Model TT, uh, for T for truck. And uh, I looked that one up too, and I guess that car, that was the first Ford pickup truck. But it was a few years, that was the, not the first year of the car, but that style was the first Ford pickup truck. And he was telling us on how that was, um, um, I think farmers used it to carry hay in, in, back in the day. It, it was a hay truck, yeah. It was a hay truck, said, yeah. And so he, was, uh, he had those two cars, and, but particularly the, the Ford, uh, the 1955, bright red, all restored, beautiful, interior exterior and a lot of people were all around it and and uh, he said he, he believed the car cost $2,100 new and I, I looked at a few sites Auto Trader and Haggerty's and there were some that were 75 grand that were about as pristine as, as his car I don't know if they had I forgot if they had V6s or maybe his I think it's more rare as a V8 yeah it was a trucks were really work vehicles uh, right. no radio right crank windows of course and yes we asked the guy if his wife, his wife was there too, another a very nice woman, and we asked her if she drove it, and she said no because she couldn't reach the pedals. So um, maybe there's a, more of a little family story there. But he, uh, I think she drives a, a, a Prius, and he, on his daily driver, he has a, some sort of a Jaguar. I didn't quite catch what he was driving day to day, but he said he takes the, the truck in from where they live at, in the preserve, Carmel Valley, into Carmel, and he'll, but he doesn't, He'll take a gas can into Carmel to fill up the gas can with premium and bring it back and then put it in the car. So it's just a, an iconic thing. And he, he told us that the people who see the car that, you know, men want to drive it and women want to know if he's single and, and kids are just amazed by it because they've never seen anything like it. And so he, he believes he's teaching them a little bit about automotive history and educating the, the kids. And he says it gets it all the time. And he said he's had the car for 10 years and he's driven it. I think 3,000 miles. Yeah, it was a great truck. It's a great truck. So that was the third thing, third show we attended. And then the, the final day was the Quail, which is, a, I think, in its 15th year, expensive tickets and um, all kinds of vehicles. We saw, I think we both agreed that the most unusual display of cars there was the Paganis. And I think there were a dozen or 15 of those there. And carbon fiber cars, $2 million cars, I think. But Bruce, the design, I don't know what, how you describe that design. What, what can you, 
What can you tell me about that design and how strange it was? Lamborghini-ish. Lamborghini-ish, okay. What were, those, what were those side mirrors? What would you call it? Uh, oh, tentacles? It has, has these big bug-eyed uh, side mirrors, uh, very distinctive in the front, but uh, which I hated at first, but I, they kind of grew on me yeah. after looking at them you know, all day long. Yeah, and you talked to a guy who was actually working on the engines, I think, that were used in that car. Yes, there's the AMG was there with several cars, and they actually had a guy building an AMG motor right there on site, and he said that AMG supplied 30 to 40 motors to Pagani last year. Okay. So apparently Pagani, I haven't even looked it up, is is AMG-powered. What else did we see there that was... uh... You know, out of the ordinary, there were, I mean, lots of Ferraris and, and, and Porsches, and but we saw some other um, supercars, or I guess they call them, or, or maybe there's other terms, uh, ultra, cars. Car, ultra cars, supercars. What else did we see? Well, the, uh, the EBs, the Bugattis were there, the Lamborghini was there, Ferrari was there, but uh, some of the more unusual one-offs or, or real low-production stuff, was uh, like this uh, Conan Sig. Yes. He was there. Yes. And there's another one, a Cato O. Yes. I, I, there was... was ones that I don't even recall right now. No. Beautiful cars. Uh, right. But you know, real low production Make, makes uh, makes Lamborghini look like a you know mass production, like a Model T production. That's compared right. Compared to these guys. The quail is interesting. It's it's held at the at the golf course there and. And uh, they had five, I think five, uh, you know, uh, catered f- food areas that were great. We sat down and, you know, talked to some people who were well dressed. You know, with their the woman would be in a nice uh, dress with a hat, and then the guy with the guys with their blue blazers and their scarfs and their jackets. And we didn't really know who they were, but or or vice versa. But when we sat down, every time we sat down with somebody or or they sat down with us at these communal communal tables, it was. One couple was from Arkansas, I and mean, they were really nice to speak with. So we had we had fun meeting different groups of people. Some, you know, flown from other other parts of the country to uh, to. Well, maybe there were some celebrities. Jay Leno was there, and Jerry Seinfeld. We didn't see either one of them, but they were there. And um, you know, for the for the open bars, food. Uh, you, we didn't do any test drives, but you could do that. Test uh, drives, yeah. And we we were a little bit taken aback by not taken aback but kind of surprised that they had you could you could drink all day if you wanted to and then you could go out and test the car so um, people I, I didn't know if anybody who did that but it was it was an odd circumstance there but that's that was a, a, a expensive ticket and very and very popular uh, so I think that they, they allowed they used to allow 3,000 people in that show now they allow 5,000 so there were I think the um, the marquee was Ferrari and they had a, a new contest this year. Uh, to they, they, you, could, you could go in the parking lots where people were, and you could pick out the best car that was driven to see all the other car shows. And, and we were driving down a, a test car for the week that was a Toyota Corolla, and it did just fine, but we thought maybe they weren't going to let us in. But, that, but we, we, uh, we had a good time, and our car, our 2017 Toyota Corolla was by far, we thought it would be the, the, maybe the least expensive car but there were some junkers in that parking lot but there were also some very vintage cars that you could just walk around and not pay anything and, and see these great cars in, in the parking lot i think a ferrari won best driven car to the show yeah monterey of course that week is just packed full of you name it uh every supercar you ever seen in a magazine is yes. there driving around on the street 
I think we also saw an accident involving a Ferrari, didn't we? We did, right? <laughs> when we got down there, it was a Ferrari that didn't wrecked. Right, and then somebody also said that there was a Ferrari that, that they brought to the Concours on the Avenue, but they, and they brought it anyway, even though it had been... Oh, maybe, no, I'm sorry, it got in a car accident driving into the, its, its position at the Concours on the Avenue, so that we know of at least two Ferraris that were in accidents. I'm sure there were more. Um, anyway, the, 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 the Monterey Auto Week Classic Car Week, um, you know, it goes over 10 days now. We didn't go to the historics. We didn't stay for Sunday, which is the, you know, Concord Elegance. We've never been to the Concord de Lemons. We're going to have to go to that one of these years. But over the course of three days and two nights, we saw a lot of cars all over the map. Well, we got burned out on cars. We got burned after, out. after day three, you've seen every Ferrari or seemingly every Ferrari and uh, you're tired of them. You're tired. Imagine being tired of Ferraris, but yeah. um, there were an awful lot there. Well, that's that's a good uh, debut issue of the Weekly Driver uh, initial podcast. And we'll be back next week. Uh, for Bruce Aldrich, I'm James Rea. Please check out theweeklydriver.com and we'll see you next time. Thank you, James. Bye.